0: One of the other things that characterizes narcissistic people is self-justification. They are oh they're just experts at justifying why they did that and how it's your fault for not recognizing the goodness that was in them, the reason they did it. The Bible is not kind to people who self-justify. If you want to get to be sort of opposing God, you start self-justifying. The reason for Jesus coming is that he's going to justify us. He's going to cover our sin. We need someone to help us. A narcissistic person will say, I can justify myself. I have done no wrong, actually. It's you. It's always going to be you. when we are around someone who has these tendencies we become what's called narcissistic supply i don't know if anyone can if that explains what you feel like when you're around someone you're just a you're there to supply you're their narcissistic supply and it seems like the more power you have the more status you have perhaps the more resources you have the more you're worth as a narcissistic supply. The more things you control, the more people you control, the more relationships you control. You, to get you into there, behind them to support them, you are wanted as a narcissistic supply. And it can feel a little degrading or demeaning, but if, here's, the, here's one of the signs, and that is I don't want to talk to them. There's a fear that comes into you when you have to text them back. It's almost just writing those few sentences or that little email, it takes you 15 minutes. They might think this, they might think that. I've got to be very careful. how. Oh, and then when you send it, there's immediately this, I wonder what they're going to think. Those are your clues. First of all, it's not a healthy relationship. This is... This is something that is actually controlling you. This person is controlling you. And it's very, very subtle. They can be super nice people, super charismatic people, very smiley. Everyone loves them. And no one could imagine that that person somehow has this control element. It can be a woman. It can be a man. It's equally distributed. We all have this control tendency. And as we're children, we want to control things. And we have to learn, and this is part of the spiritual growth, that, no, God actually wants to help us with that control. We don't have to control everything. To deal with narcissistic people, we we often have to set boundaries. It's very hard to set boundaries. They do not like boundaries. Boundaries feel like shame. And shame feels like death. And so as we set boundaries, as we try to ultimately do what's healthy for us, for our family, for our mental health, they are going to go crazy. They're going to sort of become unglued. They're going to become very angry. And they're going to start with their anger, humiliation, a sort of rage and uh, devalue, excuse me, devaluation. They may talk about you, they're gonna look, they're gonna try to talk to other people about you. I mean, this is the reason that we stay awake at night after we send that email. If you try to draw boundaries, there's a price to pay. But if you don't draw those boundaries, I can tell you the price is even higher. Because you are a slave, you are a narcissistic supply. And God never intended for you to be narcissistic supply. He wants to be everyone's supply. And they have a savior, and it's not you. And they have a father, and it's not you. Some of this is, first of all, realize what's going on. And oftentimes, this flies below the radar because you can't believe it's happening. And so you have to look at those clues of the people that you... When the text comes you feel this, oh, I don't think I want to respond. Or, no, you think often, I better respond right away, I just don't know what to say. This person has me walking on eggshells. This person, your response, your heart rate, getting to know yourself, and your response to getting a text or an email or a phone call or the holidays coming up, you're going to be facing this person Going to God and asking him, Father, this is what I'm noticing about this person. What's happening? How should I be responding? Is this, do I need to write a letter? Do I need to pull them aside and talk to them? And C, look for cues that they might be interested in a healthy relationship. That they're actually interested in in who I am and what I have to say. Now, narcissists, the problem is that they pretend to be interested in who you are and what you have to say. In fact, they're so good at it, it's amazing. Narcissistic people can be some of the most gifted people that we know. Many of them turn out to be politicians, pastors, places where they can hide oftentimes, and they can make the rules and no one can accuse them. They get the top spot, so they love to keep moving up. And so we often will find them in our religious communities. It's, it's very, very common. And they love the control, and, they, and they, they want that. So setting boundaries. Helping others who have been affected by them. Confronting narcissistic people is also something that we need to do. It's not fun. It costs you. You have to be willing to pay that price. Jesus was willing to pay the price. And he confronted narcissistic people. Ultimately, they killed him. They hated him. They were jealous of him. By the way, narcissistic people are very, very jealous and envious of other people. They need to be the, They need to get the attention. They need to be in the top spot. Jesus was a big threat. I mean, the people who, who came out to him and were healed, they weren't necessarily... They were going to desolate places. They weren't necessarily going to the temple for their religious instruction. He was having an effect, probably having an economic effect. I don't know if people were decreasing their, their tithes in the treasury, if this was affecting the economics of the system of the day but I know they really, really hated him. He probably was affecting their economics, certainly was affecting their status. Probably people came to the the synagogue and said, uh, you know, is Jesus here this weekend? Is he healing? No, he's actually not not part of our group. Oh, you should get him. I mean, he's he's good. (laughs) I'm going to go find him. He, he, He was not helping their socioeconomic system, and so we find ourselves how, and how we do this, and first of all, you have to have grace with yourself. you're going to try to do this perfectly. there's no this is messy. it's very, very messy to deal with people who are controlling and narcissistic because they don 't want to lose control. And look, the problem is you've been doing it all these years. you 've been narcissistic supply for years. Maybe since you were young, maybe this is a parent, it's very difficult to give them the news that there's a new boundary. I'm only going to speak with you once a week, and we're going to talk for 30 minutes, and these are the topics that we're going to discuss. I don't want to hear negativity. I don't want to hear what's not working. I don't want to hear bad things, bad reports from your mouth about anyone else. That's poisoning me. And you're, you're going to need to, everyone has to do their own their own work with God on what, what works in this relationship. What you're doing, basically, is you're taking some control back that you don't just agree with them. You are not going to continue being their narcissistic supply. This is who you are, and that you have an opinion, and you want to hear positive things from them. Especially if they're, if they're a believer, you want to hear you know, what has God shown you in the scripture? What, what promises are you standing on? Tell me, tell me something what you learned in church this week. Not something bad about, you know, someone who's in the church, something good. We want to make this relationship uplifting. Are they willing to turn that corner and help with that, help make this relationship enjoyable for you? Are they interested at all in making it enjoyable for you or is this because it's gone on so long it has to keep going this way? And I've had to prune a lot of relationships uh these last years and everyone has been difficult. Everyone has been difficult. And it's and some are just less interaction and some i just have have just I'm not interested. That's not where I want to spend my time and energy. It costs me. To be around this person. And I'm responsible to God for my time. Not just for my money. For my time and my energy. Because when I'm around someone who is wanting narcissistic supply. I'm also a very sensitive person. I want to give them what they want. And I'm good at it. I'm good at encouraging. I'm an encourager. I love to encourage people. And so people will come to me and they... they they want my encouragement, but they actually don't want any truth. They don't really want who I am. They just want a bit of a song and dance about the program that they're employing. And so I've, I've said, you know, that, that that's not where I want to spend my time anymore. I have other places and other people. We are all very good at starting relationships. We are generally very poor at ending them especially if it's someone who claims to have the same faith that you do. Very awkward, very difficult uh, for men or for women, it's, especially if you've share, shared at a deep level. But I want to encourage you in this. If, if God wants to bring something new into your life, something fresh, Sometimes there needs to be a pruning. Sometimes it needs to, we need to say, which is virtually always offensive, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to keep meeting every every week anymore. I'm not going to keep talking on the phone with you. Whatever it is that that you may need to prune, I just want to throw that out there and give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to speak to you, especially the people when their text comes in, when their message comes in, your reaction is not positive. It's not, I'm so glad they wrote. This person cares so much about me. It's, oh, I've got to respond to that. It takes me 15 minutes every time I have to respond, you know, dancing around on your words so you don't say something that might offend. Is it, uh, you know, I just want to pause right there. I just want to pause and give us an opportunity to let God speak now and say, is there, is there someone in your life That God wants to redeem. He wants to redeem that time. And you feel that that time, it was fruitful at one point perhaps. It's no longer fruitful. Um, And a tree is known by its fruit. Let's look at the fruit that's happening and see if we need some adjustments. We are creatures of habit. Making adjustments is difficult for us. We don't like change. But there's something beautiful I have gained a lot of freedom and I believe a lot, of, a lot more understanding of Scripture and what Jesus went through when you have to start setting boundaries with people as he did with his family, which when he went out there, it says, and he went out of the house, no indication his family was there. Maybe they walked the 10 or 12 miles back home. I don't know where they were, but he just went on and started speaking at the lake. Wow. Wow. Let's, let's look at his ability to do what the Father had given him to do. He was not out to make everyone happy with him, to people please. And in this situation, it's astounding. I don't know that I would have been able to continue speaking. It would take a very strong person to be able to say, that's not what God is doing right now. He's doing this. These are the people who are doing the will of God. These people actually obviously were not doing the will of God, which is a hard thing to say about his family. At that moment, they were not. They were there to get him out of there and to stop doing what he was doing. Now granted, it was probably very hard on them. I mean, Jesus was creating such a stir that they were celebrities, not in a good way, in their hometown. When you think about his brothers and sisters, they probably wanted to, to get married. Is there any rabbi who's going to marry them in their hometown? He was not popular in Nazareth, right? They tried to kill him there. So this is affecting them. There's, there's a reason they want to collect him. There's a reason this, this is not good news to them. And the things that you believe may also not be good news to your family. And there's going to be a time for you to engage with them, and there's going to be a time to set boundaries. I'm not doing that this year. Maybe we'll meet again next year on that holiday, but this year we're not doing what we've always done. It's, not, it's actually not fruitful. It takes me a week to recover. That's, that's not good fruit. How you do, deal with that, I want to give you some silence now because it's a very, very personal, very powerful area of your life. The people that you seem to have to dance around to please, is there something God wants to talk to you about? I'm just going to spend a minute or two in silence.